Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. The last guitar I ever owned got broken in, in, uh, by a, a member of our worship band. <coughs> Decided never to buy a guitar after that. The neck snapped off. Very unpleasant. Hey, uh, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And then flick over to chapter 5 and you'll find where I'm going to be reading from. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 18. Uh, and I want to talk with you a little bit about the origin of praise uh, for the next uh, 25 minutes or so, <clears throat> and then we're going to go back into a moment of praise, because it's a subject you can't really talk about without doing something about, doing something with. Uh, Elizabeth last week talked about, very, very well talked about the perspective of praise. That was magnificent. Um, today I'm going to talk about how, uh, where, where praise comes from, uh, what praise is, And why then we should praise. And uh, we're going to kick off here in Ephesians 5. You can follow it on the screen if you haven't got a Bible with you. Uh, it says this in verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, uh, which leads to debauchery. Who thinks that's wise advice? <laughs> All right. Don't get drunk on wine. Only on beer. No, I'm kidding. Really. Uh, don't get drunk at all. Uh, because it leads to debauchery. At least all sorts of other bad things. I think we can broaden this sentence out to be pretty much anything we know is contrary to what you know God is good for your life. Anything that is contrary to what you know is God's best for your life, let's not do it. What I love about Paul is he doesn't leave us with, an, with the sort of negative statements, feeling like Christianity is just a book of rules. He gives us an inspiration of how to live, because when you live by the inspiration of how to live, you naturally find the stuff that we want to throw off is much easier to leave behind us. And so he goes on to say this. He says, do not get drunk, but instead, everyone say instead. Yeah. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. I love Paul's big language. Always, everything, all the time. I love that. We're sort of people who go, oh, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah, I did then, and uh, I will next Sunday as well. No, he's saying all the time about everything. Give thanks. He's contrasting two ways of living here. One that is not so good for us, one that's really good for us. And the thing that he's illustrating that divides the two is a spirit of praise. Is, a, is singing songs of, and hymns to one another and, and lifting up thanksgiving and He's talking about praise that divides or separates the old from the new. Praise that separates the old creation from the new creation. Separates the negative from the positive. It, praise is that thing that is a separator. And that's why it's so important for us. You see that praise is in the very nature of who God is. He here is disclosing a sense that God is all about 
an atmosphere or a spirit of worship. So my first thought for us today, and I'm going to go reasonably quickly through three simple thoughts about the origin of praise. And the first is this. The origin of praise, praise is not just about the nature of God. Praise is in the nature of God. And it has been from the beginning. Therefore, it's also in our nature. We know that because he's contrasting two natures here, our old nature and our new nature. And our new nature we know is in, uh, our new nature is in line with his nature. And so it's in his nature to praise. How many of you have ever tried using an office chair with wheels as a ladder to fix something onto a wall? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It doesn't go well, does it? I have frequently because I haven't learned my lesson yet, frequently used kitchen cutlery, like a spoon or a knife, to try and get a lid off a paint pot. And, uh, and sometimes I find that the lid stays where it is, but the knife ends up completely twisted. Why is that? It's not designed for that. It's not in its nature. It's not a screwdriver. An office chair simply is not a ladder. It's not within its nature. You have been designed in a in a certain way. Your nature is in the nature of God. Therefore, in his nature is praise. Therefore, in our nature also, I'll go on to that in a minute, also within our nature is praise. Uh, He is unchanging in who he is. He doesn't want us to be trying to to get him to conform to our image. He's wanting us to praise so that we would conform into his image. Uh, and I, I find too many people, they're trying to uh, make out God to be a, a, a certain image, which is really just like a little idol in their pocket that suits their uh, thoughts about what they would want of God rather than who he really is. But to understand who he really is, that requires us to change a little bit. It requires us to have a, 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 so, a sort of a flexible or a, a malleable, um, uh, I can use big words in, in this service, can't I? Uh, a, a malleable spirit, a malleable mind, uh, a, a moldable, changeable view of life. Because as we praise, as we declare who he is, so we find we become more like him. Praise originate, originates in his nature. And we need it because we need to become more like who he is. Has anybody here ever watched the movie The Martian? Uh, Matt Damon. <clears throat> so Matt Damon crash lands on, a, on another planet. And uh, it's really true to life, I'm sure. And, he, um, and his colleagues are on another spaceship. And uh, he finds out it's going to take them, I forget how long, it's like two, two or three hundred days for them to be able to get back to rescue him. Uh, and he's, so he's stuck with a crashed pod and, uh, and, and a, 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 mo- a space module he can live in and some rations of food that aren't meant to be able to last him for like 300 days. So he gets a little bit clever. He uses his uh, natural um, manure, let's say, and, uh, and some potatoes and he cuts the potatoes and he creates a, a, a farm, a little uh, small holding of, of a potato farm and he starts growing potatoes. Basically, he begins to make his life at home on this other planet. But at the same time, what he's doing is he's reconstructing the pod so that he could, uh, at the moment, the, the, the rescue ship 
comes over, he can shoot up off this planet and meet the rescue ship and be taken back home. Uh, and, uh, and who would like to see the movie? Not too many of you. Okay, spoiler. So anyway, well, seeing as most of you don't want to watch it, I might as well tell you the end of it. So anyway, the, the, he manages to fix the pod, and the pod takes off and at the right time. The, anyway, it all works out good, and the rescue ship takes him home. Praise is that factor in your life. It lifts you from where you're not meant to be. And it takes you to a place that rescues you and takes you where you're meant to be. Praise is that separator from your old life to your new life. Praise is the thing that divides you from the old to the new. It's the, it's the thing that lifts you to the place you're meant to live, the new creation you, the new nature you. So what is the first thing we learn about praise? Praise originates in the nature of God so that we can become like Him. So my second thought is this. From 1 Thessalonians 5.16, he says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And this is that, that praise is actually the will of God. That is to say, praise is not just an activity, it's actually your purpose. That is to say this, you were created to praise. So my second thought on where praise originates, and that is this, praise is in our nature because we are created to praise. That is, praise originates in you. If praise originates in God, and we're made in His image, it's in His nature, then it's also in your nature to praise. Praise originates in your nature. You are born to praise. There's no other creature on earth that has a spirit. However wonderful the other animals are on planet earth, and they are wonderful, they have not got a spirit. And the Bible says we're to worship in spirit and in truth. That is the only people on earth, only things on earth that can praise Him are humans. Because we are designed to praise. Created to worship. When was the last time you ever saw a dog carrying a chicken toward an altar to sacrifice it in worship? And yet all over the planet, wherever you go, you see humans doing that. Sacrificing animals. In worship, going through prayer rituals, washing rituals, wearing their team's shirt, waving their team's colors, going to stadiums, filling stadiums, singing songs they wouldn't sing anywhere else. Because we're made to worship. The only question is, what are we worshiping? We're created to worship, but what do we and or who do we give our worship to? But there's no doubt that you and I are created to praise. It's in your DNA to be worshipers. It may not feel like it. And that's the point. And that's why I really wanted to do this series. I wanted to do a series on faith. And I thought, well, what's the trigger for faith? It's praise. So secretly what I'm doing is we're teaching a series on faith. <laughs> I thought we needed a season. Just wouldn't it be awesome just to have a season where we just, God imparts to us a whole new level of faith. I thought, what would do that? It would do, us, do it through a series on praise because there are days, and you know it, there are days where you don't feel like you're created to praise. There are days where you don't feel like you're created to worship. There are days where you don't feel like your mouth is filled with wonderful things to say about Jesus. 
There are days where you do not wake up like that. But when you choose to do it anyway, you're making a choice for faith, for Him. So praise originates in the nature of God. Praise originates in our nature. Turn to me. Turn to me. You're already doing that. Turn with me in Psalm 34, verse 1. It says this. I will extol, or I will bless. That means I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. His praise. Whose praise should be on our lips? His praise. So where does praise come from? It comes from Him. You know, we, we, we think praise is us making up our words, but the greatest praise of all is the praise that originates from heaven. I'll go, I'll go into that and just explain that in, in just a minute. But he says, His praise will always be on my lips. It's a, it's a continual thing. It goes on and on. Scripture says that the word, David says the word of, uh, His word is in my mouth. His word is on my lips. What are we using to praise? It's His word we use to praise. So my final point about where praise originates from is that it originates from His word. Praise originates in God's word and is a declaration of His word. If you're ever wondering where you're going to get praise from, well, I don't, you know, I'm having a bad day. I don't know what to say to praise. Well, it comes from here. You just open the book and you'll find plenty in here that gives you words to say. Just to illustrate the power of that, Psalm 71 verse 8 says, My mouth is filled with your praise. Sorry, to illustrate that, My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. My mouth is filled with what? His word. And what is it doing? It's declaring splendor. As we declare His greatness, as we declare His majesty, His wonder, as we declare His, His conquering power, his, his, his ability to heal and overcome, as we do that, we're declaring the splendor of our God. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word. Here we see him linking the concept of faith to the word. I want you to just imagine this for a minute. So if God can create the visible out of the invisible, which is what it goes on to say, he says, so, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. Basically, he creates those things that are visible out of things that are invisible, what, what were the things that were invisible? Because there was nothing. He created it out of nothing. The invisible things were His Word. So now where does praise come from? It, it, you start to see it in the very beginning. In the beginning of time, we see praise. How do we see praise? Well, you see Him saying, you're saying let there be light. You go, well, that doesn't sound like praise, but it's praise because He's declaring a word. Let there be light. And what we're just learning here is when our mouth is filled with His Word, it's filled with praise. Praise is a declaration of His Word. So when He's saying, let there be light, and there was light, there's praise. I'm going to ask the band to come. Thanks, guys. Let there be light. And when He says, let there be planets and earth, He's proclaiming His Word, which is praise. Praise is going on in the beginning. You see, praise and faith 
are connected. When you begin to declare his word, you begin to declare his praise. Noah did that. Noah built an ark when there was no rain, there was no water. How is a boat going to float if there's no rain and no water? And yet Noah stuck to God's word and declared his word. When everybody else said he was crazy, he said, I'm continuing to build the ark. What is he doing? He's generating a spirit of praise. I'm just trying to make praise really real for you because praise isn't just singing songs. Praise is, a, is an orientation of life that puts God's word before anything we feel. It puts God's word over and above any other opinion or any other fact or any other circumstance. It's being true to his word. And when you proclaim the truth and stay true to his word, your life is generating a spirit of praise. And of course, in doing that, you're switching on faith. Because you're declaring His Word. Faith it comes from hearing and speaking His Word. You're getting this. Just teaching a little bit this morning, this afternoon. When you declare His Word, there is faith. Joshua and Caleb, or Caleb and Joshua, they go out as spies to spy out the promised land. But they've already got the Word from God. That you will get the promised land. It will be yours. So why spy out the land? It was probably their thought. So they go and see the land. They don't see any of the negatives that everybody else sees. Why? Because they kept true to the Word. God said this place would be ours. Therefore, what we see are the delicious grapes. and We, we see giants, but they're just like little, you know, little midgets to us. Who cares about giants when God has said? What was that? That's the spirit of praise. God has said, so therefore it will be. When we declare what He declares, we're generating a spirit of praise. So therefore, praise cannot be so difficult. Praise isn't dependent on whether we're feeling like it, whether we've got enough words to say. Well, praise is not dependent on anything but the power, hello, but the power of His Word. So that's what we're going to do in just a minute. But I want to challenge you. Don't let your praise be small. Because, because the Word of God is unimaginably big. If He can create the universe by His Word, just think what you could create. A human made in His image. A person made in the nature of God. See, praise originates in His nature. It originates from Him. It, it originates also from within us because we're made in His nature and therefore praise is a declaration of His Word. It originates in His Word. Therefore, when we do as He does, when we declare His Word, we create like He creates. Going back to the beginning of this message, humans are created to determine the future. When you begin to praise, you reshape and reform the possibility of the future. It's a very powerful principle. But God needs us to get it because His, His answer to this world is us. He needs us to speak His word so this world can become what it needs to become. By you becoming what you need to become. We can no longer afford to think small and talk small and be complainers and, and speak negatively because life is too short. We've got so much difference to make. There's too many souls, people to reach, cities to change, to see the glory of God manifest in our nation. The glory of God will be manifest in our nation as we declare that it is. I prophesy that the future of this nation is prosperous, is filled with the blessing of heaven, is filled with the glory of God. The churches that are alive and preaching the gospel are spread all over every city and town and village of this nation. We will see 
C3 churches in 10 different cities in the next six years. How do I know that? Because I've been prophesying it for some time. I've been speaking the word of it for some time. I'm creating the future. I feel very blessed. I feel like it's the grace of God that we've had so many people join our churches here. But on, on the other hand, I also shouldn't be so surprised because we've been declaring it for so many years. We see the, we see the future as thousands of people coming to Christ. You affect the future. We can't afford to speak small. We live in a society that plays everything down. It really shocked me when I, we sent our kids to school and, and the highest grade they could ever get was good. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, good? To me, good is just like average. Like there's, there's really bad, like, come on, just cut your wrists now type. And, I, that's what, and then there's like a bit better, a bit better, a bit better. And then there's good. And then there's very good and very, very good. And then there's excellent. And then there's absolutely superior. I'm your role model. I'm, and then there's like God. And, and uh, I'm like, there's many more grades above good. But no, we don't want to play it up too much. We don't want to build up their ego too much. Don't want it to go to their head. I don't know if you've ever realized that the more you praise someone, the more humble they get. Still praise some people, they get arrogant. Because if nobody else is inflating them, they inflate themselves. Weird, isn't it? Because we don't inflate others. We think it will go to their head. It doesn't go to their head. The opposite is true. Same is true with money. There are more poor people who have the love of money than there are rich people who have the love of money. Why is that? Because when you don't have it, you lust after it. You want it. Better to be wealthy because you're not going to lust after money so much. And you can do a whole lot more. You can change the world with money. Right? Just a little thought for you. Got nothing to do with praise. But we should be prepared to use extravagant language. So there's nothing good about you guys. You were made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully. You're not just good, you're incredible. Every one of you are beautiful people. You're amazing, you're awesome, you're wonderful. I should never use lower language to describe any person on planet Earth, but you're amazing. I mean, all of you, it's incredible. Short van der I cannot believe God would make one as amazing as you. I want to be you. And that's just talking about human beings. Now just think about God. Why do we play down our praise? God, you're good. No, He's not just good. We have this stupid little phrase, God is good. Yeah, all the time. I'm like, don't be so religiously Pentecostal, dumbing it down weird. God is not just good all the time. That's like bottom level God. I mean, that's like hardly needs to be said because it just rests in your spirit. I know God is good all the time. What I declare is, God, you are unbelievable. In fact, I get into praise and I go, I don't have words to describe it. I'm like, oh my God, you're in. You're so majestic. So worthy is the Lamb. They're singing continually, day and night, 24-7 for eternity in heaven. Worthy is the Lamb. Why the word Lamb? Because in one word, they're going, we don't have time to describe the gospel. That would be a very complicated song. Worthy is the one who came to the earth and gave up his life, sacrificed it for us so that his blood may be shed, so humankind can be restored, and then he rose from the dead. So it just doesn't work in a song. So they just go, Lamb. And at that moment, at that moment, at that moment, that in heaven they go, Lamb, 
There is such rejoicing because they know in that word they're making a declaration of everything that God is. And so I want us to stand for our feet. Because right now, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to talk small. We want to talk big. I want you to think big. How majestic is God to you? How, how big is He? How, how wonderful is He? I don't want you to think about what He's done for you as so much. I mean, that's good. but, but the, the, And that's good, right? You give thanks for what He's done. But if that's all we do, we start conditioning ourselves to praise only when things are going well. But when you praise God for who He is, then you praise Him anyway, whether the day is going good or the day is going bad. It's, it's, not, it's, not, about, it's not about what's going on around me. It becomes about who He is. It's about His nature. It's about how wonderful He is. It's a, it's a wonderful King. Who, are, who could compare to Him? Who, can, who could... Who could even stand near Him in comparison to God? I reckon we'll be flat on our faces the first time we meet Him, realizing just how small we are, how insignificant we are, just how amazing He is. Come on, let's begin to praise Him. Let's challenge you right now. Just begin to declare His majesty. Just find words. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.